right. Welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Networks. I'm Nick Gieber along with Mr. Nick Webster. We join you every day here on Sports Byline, Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, and then again 6 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we're going to be bringing you our picks and values for... Uh, tomorrow's uh, World Cup semi-final between France and Belgium. We'll be talking a little World Cup in general. Uh, we've got some interesting prop bets to look at. And, of course, we'll be talking about some of the goss that's uh, flying around the World Cup right now because, you know, what would football be without a little gossip and a little fun, Nick Webster? It's not always what happens on match day. Most of the time it's the fun that happens on the week before, the, the week prior and the week right after, right? Yes, we're talking of gossip. There's a rumor that should England get to the World Cup semi-final, you will be doing the show naked the next time we speak. That is the gossip going around the uh, internet and, of course, all the talk sites regarding World Cup football. Uh, well, well, Nick, I would I, never agree to that because England, because England have already made it to the to the uh, semi-final. So you mean, uh, of course, uh, the final? But I wouldn't agree but, to that anyway, yeah. Nick Webster. Confirm or deny, please. Deny, deny, heavily deny that. And as you can see, as, as Nick says, gossip is flying. It's so it's so exciting. We, we are down to the final four after weeks and weeks of football. And uh, interesting, the last two the last two days, Nick, I'm kind of going through some heavy withdrawals. No football. So yeah. uh, thank God, thank God for the first semi final tomorrow, and we can get our fix of, of what should be a fantastic game between France and Belgium. Yeah, it has been awful not having football. I'm really going to miss it when the World Cup is over. However. We go into this ridiculous money-spinning exhibition season. Uh, of course, Major League Soccer is going on, if, if that's your thing. Uh, we go right into this ridiculous exhibition season, but straight into the Premier League. Preseason starts up, I think, in August, thereabouts, um, and uh, roll right into the Premier League season. Of course, the transfer window wide open, so we'll be talking about all of those machinations. All right, 800-878-PLAY. If you have something to say, we want to hear from you. Here on Sports Byline, SB Nation Radio, you can send us a tweet at Fist Street Sports. You can find us on the web at FistStreetSports.com. Um, and you can watch us on YouTube or on, I believe we're on Twitch as well now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. Very Play. exciting. We're twitching away. All right, folks, uh, we're going to step aside, take a break. Be right back to kick it all off here on Fist Street Sports. Don't you go anywhere. Shop Lowe's 4th of July savings all week for great deals to update your home inside and out. Refresh your walls or renew your deck with $10 to $40 off select paint, primer, and stains. And if you're looking for a major upgrade, get up to 40% off appliance special values on some of the best brands in the business. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 7-Eleven. Exclusions apply. See store for details. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. 
Call 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1252. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, Dave, you in for golf this weekend? Oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Soccer Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio Networks. I'm Nick Heber, along with uh, Mr. Nick Webster. We join you today, as we do each and every day, here on Sports Byline, 1 p.m. Pacific, and then again, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Nick, we're going to get into this um, France-Belgium game here in a minute. It is interesting to see, uh, but I want to uh, and break it down, of course. Uh, everybody has a lot of hopes and expectations on this game, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, it's, it's interesting how it unfolds and how the pundits see it happening. But before we do, Nick, I want to talk about a couple of interesting things going on in the betting world as it relates to uh, this particular World Cup. I want to talk about the golden ball uh, because right now, um, Harry Kane with six goals uh, is three goals ahead of, uh, of Mbappe of France, who has three. And I want to say... Um, there's a four-goal man in there, too. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to find him in a second. Uh, who has four goals in there, Nick? Lukaku, I believe. Lukaku, thank you, for Belgium. But if you look at the odds right now, um, Harry Kane and Mbappe are actually the favorites, tied at plus 345 to win the golden ball. Given that there's only going to be two more matches, period... I think a good bet on Harry Kane is a fairly safe. Well, safe and never, bet is never safe. But plus 345, I think you'd be making a big mistake not to take advantage of that. That's yes, for Harry, Kane, one. The, the Harry Kane bet, honestly, it, it feels like free money. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe that Croatia have the ability to keep England out. And uh, the chances are that Harry Kane is going to be on the, on the scorer's uh, table. Uh, yes, he didn't score against Sweden, but uh, I think that's only going to make him more hungry 
come semi-final day. I mean, and he has made it his personal ambition to win the Golden Boot. I mean, it was something that he spoke about before the tournament. Um, and I, I, I think uh, although Lukaku is a, a very dangerous striker and capable of scoring in bunches, he actually doesn't take the penalties for Belgium either. That's right. Uh, and, and neither does Mbappe. That would, be, that would fall to Griezmann and that would fall to Eden Hazard. Uh, Harry Kane takes all of England's penalties. And I believe with England's prowess at set pieces, um, Croatia may be forced to uh, resort to sort of hand-to-hand combat to stop the England players from scoring at set pieces, which will probably lead to even more chances of a penalty being called for England in the semi-final, and another chance for Harry Kane to add to his six goals. I believe he will. Right, and we're going to talk about whether penalties are given or not because we've got some... Uh... Some values on that as well. Some lines going on that as well in the terms of prop bets. Lots of really fun World Cup prop bets. Uh, but if you look at the all-scorers right now for the World Cup, uh, Harry Kane with six goals, Lukaku with four. Uh, then you've got the Russian Cherisev with four, Renal- Cristiano Ronaldo with four, uh, another Russian, uh, and then Griezmann with three. And uh, by the way, I love it how they pronounce Griezmann's name on uh, television. If you watch the Fox broadcast, they pronounce it like he's... Uh, like he is some Oberleutenführer in a war film. Griezmann! Griezmann! Yeah, um, it's fun stuff. But um, uh, that's how I see it going right now. Some in- other interesting values in terms of the golden ball. Uh, Lukaku, who currently would be second behind Kane, only two goals behind. He's 13 and a half to one right now, Nick. Yes, I can't understand actually how Harry Kane manages to be three and a half to one in really what is a one-horse race. I mean, scoring goals uh, at any level is difficult. At World Cup level, highly difficult. And when you consider that most bookies look at these World Cup games and say, you know, the over and under is generally two goals, well, for Lukaku to actually overtake Harry Kane, that means he's got to score at least two goals in one of the remaining two games just to tie him. Yeah. That's right, and uh, that's exactly right, Nick. I just wonder what the rules are for the Golden Ball if you're tied at the end of the world, if the end of the World Cup. Well, think about this. You know, Harry Kane is is guaranteed another two games. You know, he's guaranteed the semi final, and, and he's guaranteed the third and fourth playoff. And uh, generally, uh, the third and fourth playoff is a really high scoring game because you know neither team can be asked to be there. Uh, Defending is not so much a priority, and it's more of a case of players going out, going out and having fun. And uh, should England not beat Croatia, they'll either face France or Belgium, two high-scoring teams. I mean, I could see this third, fourth-place playoff game being one of the highest-scoring games in history. So uh, I'm, in fact, going to spend $100 right now and put my money on Harry Kane. Uh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, I, I, I'm with you on that uh, entirely. Uh, that's an interesting little bet, the Kane bet. Um, another one that I thought was really interesting, Nick, was the total fouls. Because these, to me, seem uh, ridiculously low at times. Um, total fouls committed. Uh, well, we'll get to that. I'll tell you what, why don't we get to that one uh, a little bit later, the total fouls. Um, Nick, if we look at this France-Belgium game uh, tactically, how do you see these two... Because they're really almost polar opposites. Uh, I mean, Belgium are fairly strong throughout most of the park, I would say, uh, to use an American term. 
France, I think, have that blinding speed. On the other hand, they haven't been scoring quite as many goals as one would expect. Well, uh, you know, that there's been a big knock on uh, Olivier Giroud uh, due to the fact that he hasn't scored. But I do believe that he gives France a real spearheaded point at the top of the attack. And that allows the likes of Mbappe and Griezmann to float around and do the damage. So I, it doesn't bother me that Griezmann hasn't scored. And, and you actually have to go back to 1998 where... Uh, uh, I can't recall the name of the France centre-forward, but he didn't score throughout the entire tournament, but left it up to the likes of the Henri's, the Zidane's, to to find the back of the net, which they did because, you know, he, he managed to distract the defenders. I think both both teams, you know, play the same kind of system. You know, Belgium has Lukaku up top. It has Hazard and De Bruyne doing their thing out wide and drifting inside. So I think it's... it's, it's tactically, they're, they're actually... A little similar. Yes, France plays a back four. Belgium likes to play the back three. But with France's attacking fullbacks, that that actual back four really becomes a three as well, especially uh, right. Varane on the right-hand side, who, who loves to bomb forward and, and scored that wonder goal in the game against Argentina. So I think you've got two great attacking teams here who, who play on the front foot. And I think actually it will probably be decided by the two goalkeepers. Loris and Courtois, and Courtois was fantastic against Brazil. Loris was very solid against Uruguay. Whoever has the bigger game in the goalkeeping uh, stakes, I think will actually decide the winner of this game. That's that's just me looking at the goalkeepers from back to front, but I, th- I think we just saw throughout the last round, Nick, the importance of goalkeepers, and they're really beginning beginning to come to the fore. Well, along those lines, Nick, and we just have a couple of minutes left here, uh, the total attempts prop bet is an interesting one because over six and a half is minus 354. Under six and a half is plus 252. I can't see shots on target, total attempts being under six and a half. Can you? Between these two teams? No, I, I, no, I mean, I, I, just, I just think that the, the quality of, of these two teams, I mean, it, it really is quite mouth-watering. And... Uh, they're getting better. I mean, that's 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 the thing. And you know, momentum is is such a, a key component in any tournament play, and and obviously in World Cups because now that they're, they're playing their sixth game, their sixth game in in less than three weeks. Nick, this is this is almost they're now becoming club sides. Uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, to you. it does. Absolutely makes sense to me what you're saying, Nick. Um, and, and I agree. I think. Of the four clubs, I would say three of them are getting better, and one I'm not so sure about. Why don't we talk about that when we come back after the break? I also want to say, I think for this particular match coming up tomorrow, there's a little prop bet. Over nine and a half uh, attempts is a plus 166. That might, I mean, nine and a half attempts is a fair amount, but it may be worth a look at that at plus 166. All right, I'm Nick Gieber. He's Nick Webster. This is Fifth Street Soccer. We're coming to you on the Sports Byline USA and SB Nation radio networks. We're with you each and every weeknight from, well, day and night, actually, 1 p.m. Pacific and uh, from 2 to 2 and then 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific. So that's 4 p.m. Eastern and then 9 p.m. Eastern. We come, to you, come at you twice a day here on the networks. Big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on American Forces. Uh, we're going to take a break and be right back with more.
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. Welcome back to the show, History Sports, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio Networks, American Forces. A big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world. And if you're listening to us on iHeart or TuneIn or watching us live on YouTube or Twitch, we welcome you all to the show. We are today going to talk about the Belgium-France semi-final in the World Cup. In some respects, all the stars have aligned for many of the teams involved in this World Cup. And Nick, I, you made an important point prior to the break. You said, at this point in the tournament, after playing three, four, five, five games, five matches so far, I think they've all played, if I'm not mistaken, these teams are becoming more like club teams in terms of the togetherness, the way they read each other, the tactics. 
And I completely agree with you, Nick Webster. Except, and, and I think all these teams have been looking progressively better. Except I, I, I would hazard uh, an opinion and say, maybe not Croatia. I thought they looked really strong in the group. But then they had that you know, really rough win against Denmark, rough win against Russia. I mean, both of these teams, a team as stacked as Croatia, should have been like a hot knife through butter with. Perhaps Croatia are the one team that really aren't improving. What do you think? Well, sometimes in tournament play, you can peak too early. Uh, and one can only hope that that's happening to the Croatian side. But I, th- I think we have to look at them a, a little bit uh not through rose-tinted glasses, but through glasses that have reality attached to them. And uh, their manager has been playing Modric a little bit deeper. And every time Modric gets more of a a freer role, Croatia actually looked like a different team. So um, I I, I understand where you're going with this because, yes, they they didn't look particularly impressive against Denmark. Uh, Against against Russia, really, they should have taken care of the game in normal time. Uh, The fact that they let it slip through their hands in extra time, could now be down to a certain tiredness, a little bit of fatigue. And, I mean, just judging by the body language at the end of the game, the players were collapsing everywhere. And I think, to, to your point, they, they, could be, they could be going on that downward slide. As, as we know from tournament play, the mentality uh, point of exhaustion all of a sudden starts kicking in, especially when you've had two back-to-back games where you've gone to extra time, you've gone to penalties. That exhaustion actually ends up in, in, in your legs as well as your mind, and they haven't had the same amount of recovery time. So if ever there was a situation where Croatia really need to dig deep, this is the one. And, I mean, I, I think they're happy to get where they were. And just, I mean, I want to get your opinion in this. The, the reaction of the coach at the end of the game, he burst into tears. And he was on the winning team. So that leads me to believe that emotionally they could be a little bit spent. Your thoughts on that one? Because it's not often you see a, an international manager burst into tears when they've won a game. Well, Croatia have only ever been to the semifinals once before in their history, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that was almost a watershed uh, moment. I mean, it was like England's 1966 win of the World Cup. I mean... You know, up until this point, that's all anybody's ever talked about in terms of England and international football. So I think for Croatia to get where they are, for them, it's almost like if England won the World Cup again. It's a huge achievement, and I think it's an emotional, uh, it's a, it's an emotional peak for them. And I, I completely, I'm with you, Nick. Um, I mean, we're really going to talk about this England-Croatia match tomorrow, but. I am, if I am a Croatia fan, I would be exceptionally worried about mental and physical exhaustion with this team. They played two very tough matches back-to-back. You're right, Nick. They should have taken care of these much earlier. They didn't. I mean, I have never seen a sloppier penalties uh, than what I've seen uh, in those matches. Those players looked like they had... I mean, the Russia-Croatia penalty kicks were some of the poorest penalties I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, look at the and players. And we would know about them. that as well. <laughs> what, what's that? And, and we would know about poor penalty kicks. Exactly. I mean, they were appalling. Uh, and, and that's just down to exhaustion. That's not down to any lack of skill or talent with the players. There's plenty of it. Uh, but, I mean, they were just dead on their feet. Uh, and as you pointed out. And, and, Nick, your point about recovery time is spot on. Just because you get a good night's sleep and a rub down uh, doesn't mean that you're ready to go play another 90 in extra time if you have to. 
I mean, your body takes time, your muscles take time to regenerate, uh, to rebuild. Otherwise, you, know, you get a lot of cramping, you get a lot of early fatigue. Uh, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I know that after a match that grueling, particularly two back-to-back, I mean, these players could use a week or two off, and they're just not going to get it. This is the World Cup. This is tournament football. And Nick, tournament football, just like tournament poker, anything can happen. You know, we say things on this show, Nick, when we say look at odds that are four to one, right? We say, well, let's just say uh, England are four to one dogs to Brazil. We would say, well, would they win out of four matches? Would they win win one of those four? Well, if the answer is yes, that's a pretty good bet. On the other hand, it's like tournament poker. Tournament football is the same thing. The chances of them getting into that position where they're going to be playing another match against uh, a Brazil or, uh, or whoever, it's like, uh, is the, is, you know, you'd have to wait decades probably to see them play three more of those matches. It's like tournament poker. If you say, well, you know, my, uh, my uh, suited connector is going to win this four out of five times or two out of five times, Therefore, I should put my chips in with the money. Well, it's a tournament. You don't get the opportunity to see that many repeats of that hand yeah. to have those odds come out in your favor. And that's the wild card factor in tournaments. I think I'm making myself clear, right? No, absolutely. And, you know, you, you, you bring up, you know, we, t- we talk about fatigue. And uh, so often, and uh, this is it's, it's kind of a segue and a little bit of changing the subject. So please forgive me. This no, it's just all right. Into Go ahead. But I'm, I'm boring of- myself. Please feel free. So many, so many times, uh, and, you know, we're going to go back to England, of course, but so many times England have bounced out of the tournament and the, and the immediate cry has been, oh, we play too much football. Oh, we don't have the winter break. Oh, the players are mentally exhausted from the Premier League. Guess what we haven't heard this time from the England camp? Nothing about the players being tired and exhausted because the Premier League season was so exhausting. So I, I'm actually thinking that that tired old excuse was a load of crap, and we've been rolling it out for the last 28 years just to cover our behinds. Well, so, Nick, Nick, uh, Nick I but, love but, your but point. What I will say, though, but what I will say is there is fatigue in tournament play because right now, when, when you when you look at the amount of the games that the, the teams have played, and this will be the sixth sixth game in in less than in less than uh, three weeks, this is like the Premier League. We yeah. Premier so League on the week on the weekend and Champions League during the week or Europa League yeah, during so the week. Yeah. Who, who, whose advantage is this? I mean, is is it the same for everybody, or, or is 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 there this? Uh, I think maybe with some of the England players that you know that that Christmas period when the games come thick and fast, and I believe this is when the games are coming thick and fast. Is is it perhaps finally the fact that you know so many games are played in such a short period of time that this has fallen our way? Ah, it's, a, it's a great point, Nick. It really is a great point. And, you know, you talk about England and the same old excuse, no winter break, too many matches, the phys- grueling physicality of the Premier League. I don't buy that, Nick. Sure, there's a factor of it there. But the small amount of international players that play in the Premier League, uh, the English, English players on the team that come from, uh, you know, the English team comes from the Premier League, but how many players that play in the Premier League have that same schedule play on other international teams, what I'm trying to say. And yet they seem able to come through and win tournaments. So I don't buy that. I, what I buy is two things. Number one, 
the natural English sense of pessimism. Uh, number two, the fact that England up till this point has relied on what it would consider its quote-unquote stars to see it through World Cups. And in point of fact, Gareth Southgate hasn't gone that way at all. I mean, just the number of players, Nick, that he left at home, didn't bring out, uh, is, I mean, a great example, Daniel Sturridge. You think if Roy Hodgson was in charge of England, Daniel Sturridge would be starting every game? (laughs) Unfortunately, probably, if he wasn't injured. (laughs) If he wasn't injured, of course, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think really it's taken a completely new look, a completely new approach, and most important, some testiculos grande on behalf of uh, Mr. Southgate to go against the prevailing wisdom, to go against the history, because he looked and said, you know, since 66, the history's been crap. I've got an idea. I want to do it my way. And, he, you know, I think his assistant's been incredible for him uh, tactically, and I think Southgate has had the gumption and the guts to swim upstream and say to people, you know what, tournament football is a young man's game. Let's bring these young guys in. They've been blooded in the under-21s. Let's bring them through. Let's push them in, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I, and I think that there, there's been a basic mis- misunderstanding of what tournament football is all about. Um, you know, I, I've been re- reading reports that, oh, maybe Croatia had it easy. Maybe England had it easy. But as, as you so rightly pointed out, the odds don't work like that in tournament football. When, when we look at league play, and, and, that's, and that's, the, that's why I think many of us have such a soft spot for, for league play. Over 38 games, guess what happens? The best team wins the league. It's as simple as that. Over 38 games. But over seven games, the best team doesn't always win the World Cup. And I think that's why it's, it's become such an exciting World Cup because uh, when, we, when the draw was originally made, and I, I know you've got the odds right there, you know, the favorites were Brazil. They were yeah. Germany. You know, they were Spain. Now, were they, were they the best teams? They weren't the best teams on the day, but other teams have come through. And uh, I, 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 just, I just feel like one of these teams, and, and all of these teams that actually haven't had, uh, you know, a, a complete performance. I thought France were, were good enough against Uruguay. Um, hey, Nick, Nick we have to go to break. So hold the thought. We'll be right back after this. Going to finish up Nick's thought and we'll bring you the odds for tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800 603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774. 800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. All right, we welcome you back to Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Networks, also American Forces. Tune in, iHeart, YouTube, Twitch. Well, we're everywhere that you want to be right here on Fifth Street Soccer. Find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. Find us on the web at FifthStreetSports.com. Welcome back. Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you. It is time to look at tomorrow's big semifinal match in uh, the World Cup. It is France versus Belgium, the all of the Franco semifinal, let's call it. Nick, France are the current favorites for this match. I'm going to put some odds out here. And let's have a little chin wag about it, shall we? Um, France are plus 154, Belgium plus 216. The bookies, not quite sure. I mean, that's not a huge, that's not a really huge uh, advantage. I do have some interesting stats here, though, uh, and this is courtesy of Chris, who sent these along to me. Uh, in terms of the World, World Cup semifinals, 60% of them have been won by favorites, 10% of them have been won by underdogs, 30% of them have been draws, 10% have been won by two more goals, and uh, the average is 2.2 goals per game. Interesting stuff. If the favorites are going to win it, then France would win this if we look historically at 60% uh, of the favorites win it. However, that's not a particularly huge number, Nick. No, it isn't. And, uh, you know, I I would like to give us credit for actually backing Belgium to beat Brazil in the quarterfinals, which uh, went against the odds makers. This one, one, I believe, even harder to call. So I think it's going to be a last-minute decision for me. Uh, When I I look at France, uh, you know... 
I think I'm like I'm like everybody that's fallen on the bandwagon with this Mbappe kid. I mean, he's just just electrifying. Uh, but I really I really like France defensively, especially Kante, who I think is just a delight to watch. You know, he, he's Makaleli, but better than Makaleli. Yeah. And then the Tweedy and Toliso at the back are just very very strong. The fullbacks push on, and of course you've got the magic of Griezmann, who, in all honesty isn't having the best of World Cups, but has still popped up with vital goals. So I, I somehow just think there's, there's a little bit more strength in this, in this French team. However, the, the Belgian team is, is just a delight. It is the golden generation. Uh, France certainly can't take that mantle from Belgium. And th- there's something about the fact that they came so close in 2014, but bottled it. Uh, in 2016, they had a great chance to really go far in the Euros. They bottled it, but but I, I, something makes me think that they, they've they've turned they've turned that corner. They believe in themselves. They're unbeaten in 23 games, um, and I, I I think they have they have a few more weapons than France. And France like to push forward. We've seen them play on the front foot, but we've also seen this Belgium team counter-attacking in perhaps with some of the most sensational football we've we've ever seen, most notably uh, against Japan in the last minute, last seconds of the game. And then again against Brazil with De Bruyne's, you know, air-to-surface missile to make it 2-0. So yeah. uh, I, I'm still undecided. So uh, g- give me a few minutes because I want to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, when you look at these two teams, I, I agree with what you're saying from an emotional and from a aesthetic sense uh, point of view. If you watch the games, there's a certain free-flowing uh, joy and passion to the French game. Oh, you don't always see that with the Belgian side. They're a little bit more workmanlike, I would say. Uh, certainly Giroud for France has been a disappointment for some, but, you know, he opens up space that allows Mbappe to make those runs through. He opens up gaps like a what like in the NFL, you know, where they who is that, the linemen open up gaps in the line so that the running back can come through? Excuse me, uh, American sports fans, if I'm completely ignorant about the NFL. I do tend to be that way. Um, But, you know, we do see some of that. He opens up space, and he is overdue to score. You know, but then I look at the statistics, and I always sort of like to look at stats, Nick, because they somewhat suck out the emotion out of these matches. And I can tell you that uh, Belgium have scored twice as many goals in open play as France has. They've scored 12 goals in open play as opposed to only six for the French. They've outscored the French 14 goals to nine over five matches. So, you know, if you're looking at that, for all the beautiful play of the four teams in the tournament the fr- left, the French have actually scored the fewest number of goals out of all of them. And in terms of goals against, they have the same goals against as uh, both uh, Croatia, England, uh, and England. Belgium has one more goal against. So, I mean, defensively, they're all been pretty solid. Uh, I would go back to the Belgian-Japan match. You know, I, I mean, look, Japan were a wonderful story in this World Cup. But let's be honest, a team like Belgium should be making short work of a team like Japan. Japan had two world uh, stars, that, uh, two players that have been seasoned at the highest level of global football. Other than that, they were a very organized and workmanlike team. I loved watching them, by the way. Much credit to the Japanese team, so I'm certainly not denigrating them. But my goodness, the Belgians made hard work of that, Nick. And I look at that and I think, yeah, you know, that's Japan. Now they got up for the Brazil match, but I just don't know how good Brazil really were. I don't 
they were really all that very good, actually. Uh, and um, now they're facing a French team that, although it doesn't score as many goals, uh, seems to be uh, seems to not really struggle all that much in their matches going through. So I'm going to incline to say, even though the stats say uh, the stats say Belgium, I'm actually going to go for France in this match, Nick. Well, I, I, I hear your point about the uh, Japan game. What I will say is that Martinez maybe got his tactics wrong, didn't start Chadley, didn't start Fellaini, uh, and perhaps there was some overconfidence within the Belgian team. They'd won their first three games, topped the group. Oh, you're only playing Japan, who was second in their, in their group, that uh, contained Colombia and Senegal. Um, and, and, and I think maybe there was a li- they, were, they were a little bit casual and... If you're if at, at this level of the game, if you're not 100% switched on, if you're 99% switched on, teams have the ability to hurt you. They hurt Belgium. Martinez made the right changes at the right time. They came storming back against Brazil in the first half. Belgium was simply outstanding, but I think they expended a lot of energy in that game. And if you look at the last 20, 25 minutes, I mean, it was just one wave of yellow after another. Yeah. And- Still bought their finishing boots. Belgium might might have been in a, in, a, in a little bit of trouble. However, what they showed, Nick, though they showed in the in the Japan game, they showed that they got some serious balls to come back from two 0 down. I think that's only happened once before in a World Cup game, and against Brazil, they showed that they have the ability to dig in and fight for their very lives to stay in the tournament. And I think that's why I'm I'm going to lean towards Belgium because I don't think France have been truly tested in terms of character and mentality in this World Cup yet. I don't know. They faced uh, Peru, Australia, and Denmark in the group. They beat Argentina. Uh, they beat Uruguay. I, I, I disagree with you, Nick. I think this French team's actually uh, been through, uh, been through a, a fairly tough mix to get where they are, beating two of the big boys of world football, uh, Argentina and Uruguay. Now, clearly, the uh, Belgium beat Brazil, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, Nick. I, I'm inclined to. I'm, I'm going to go France on this match. I'm going to go France, and even uh, though okay. the, the numbers say this should be a high-scoring match, I don't know so much. Uh, the goal line on the it's, uh, it's uh, looks like it's two goals. The over is plus one hundred nine. The under is mi- uh, minus one twenty-four. I'm probably going to take the over at a 2-1 for France. I think 2-1 France. So I take the over at plus 109. I take France at uh, plus 154. Uh, Nick, you would go the other way, I assume. I'm going to go the other way. I'm actually going to go Belgium and the over. I, I like I like the 2-1 scoreline. I yeah. think that's pretty, that's pretty reasonable. Uh, and I think uh, that's a pretty reasonable bet in 90 minutes as well. So I will go Belgium 2-1. And uh, basically for the viewers and listeners at home, it's a coin flip. Who do you like, Nick or Nick? Yeah, now the, uh, the draw, if you think it's going to draw out in the 90 minutes and then go to extra time is plus 224, uh, which is, you know, two and a half to one, a little under two and a quarter to one. It might be worth uh, a small speculative sort of hedge bet there uh, if you want to put that in. Uh, the lines are Belgium to advance um, period. That means our ex- extra time or regulation. It doesn't matter. Uh, plus 113 and France are minus 128. So France are the favorites here uh, over Belgium to advance. And I do like those 
odds. Some other fun prop bets here, Nick. I was looking at these, and I couldn't believe the values on these, so I want to share these with you right now. Uh, 90 minutes plus stoppage time only. Belgium, France. Total offsides in the game over three and a half. Plays, pays plus 210. With these two teams, you are going to get offsides calls. Nick, do you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you when you look at the pace of Mbappe and Hazard and Lukaku, they're, they're always going to be cheating. They're always going to be playing on the shoulder of the last defender. And when you're playing on the shoulder of the last defender and you lose concentration for a split second, they step up, you're offside. I would say that's an exceptional bet. Well, how about this one? If you want to be a little cheekier here, plus 502. Five to one, over four and a half offsides. Mm. I, you know, I might be tempted to take that as well. Well, uh, for that to happen, both teams need to be playing a very high line. Uh, and I, I think they're going to be well aware of each other's pace. So that leads me to believe that perhaps the, the lines aren't going to be quite as aggressive yeah. as, they, as they are. And with the danger of both these teams, they both have incredible target men and the ability to score goals. Um, I think we're going to see less of the high press here, Nick. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, semifinals are traditionally, you know, they're pretty nervy, tense affairs. And no one wants to be responsible for making the mistake that's going to cost you the game. You know, this is this is what this is where the I think the experience of Belgium may come to the fore. Well, we'll see. On the other hand, I look at their manager and I scratch my head. But that's uh, another point of discussion. Uh, by the way, there was lots of talk that he was going to get the Spain job, uh, but that apparently already was given. Iero uh, was fired already from Spain. The the manager that was there for what uh, sixteen and a half hours uh, got fired, but the discussions were that Roberto Martinez was going to be given that job, but it already went somewhere else. All right. So let's talk... What's that? Segway. That segues actually into the, a member of the coaching staff, actually, for Belgium, a certain Thierry Henry, Henry. Yep. Uh, who won the World Cup and European Championship with France. He's actually on the Belgium coaching staff. He's Roberto Martinez's number three. How much info do you think he's giving Martinez? I mean, this is the country of his birth, a country that's... Uh, you know, basically propelled him to be one of the greatest players the world has ever seen. Now he's got to face France in a semi-final of the World Cup. Split loyalties right there, Mr. Giba. Well, the man is obviously a traitor and must be guillotined upon return to La Belle France. Surrendering, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, what can you say? I mean, it's a, you know, it's a free world out there. You want to be a traitor to your country, you certainly can. Thierry Henry doing that, uh, in the eyes of many Frenchmen, I might add. Um, very interesting, Nick. We'll have to pick that topic up another time, especially after we see the results of this match. Um, very quickly, first goal, uh, Antoine Griezmann uh, scores the first goal, plus 600. Uh, Mbappe, first goal, plus 675. Giroud, who's yet to score a goal, plus 930. Uh, Pogba, plus 1950. Um, those are the uh, those are the first goal scorers. You like any of those? Uh, I you know if if I was going to take a flyer, it would actually be on Giroud. I was going to say the same thing. I, you and I are exactly identical. He is so overdue a goal. Uh, it just might come to be in at nine to one. That's a pretty good little bet. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to break. Nick Webster is with me. I am Nick Geber. 
This is History Soccer. We are on the Sports Byline SB Nation Radio Networks. We'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. All right, folks, uh, that's going to just about wrap up the show for today. So in closing, just want to remind everybody, uh, by the way, Nick Eber along with Nick Webster here, this is Fist Street Soccer. I want to remind everyone of our picks. Nick and I are split on this match tomorrow. I believe France are going to win on the over uh, 2-1 scoreline in regulation. France at plus 154, uh, the over plus 109. Nick believes Belgium are going to win at plus 216 and the over at plus 109. We both believe they'll win in regulation. I want to point out one of our listeners, uh, Mark Henty, disagrees. He thinks, what is it, Andrew? France on penalties, Fran- Uri, the hero. France on penalties, Ugo Lloris, the hero. 
Uh, for the Golden Ball, we like uh, for sure Harry Kane at plus 345. We think that's a, a, a rock-solid bet right there. Uh, for the first goal, both Nick and I think a cheeky little bet would be Oliver Giroud, Olivier Giroud at uh, plus 930. Uh, for the total offsides, we both like, uh, we certainly like the over three and a half offsides bet at plus 210. I say a little cheeky to go the over four and a half at plus 502, but I think it's hard uh, not, to, uh, not to take that. All right, those are our bets. Those are our recommendations. Nick, uh, 30 seconds, final thought. Can't wait for this game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a true footballing feast. And uh, a sneaking part of me thinks we could hark back to 1970 to one of the one of the great World Cup semifinals ever. Italy versus Germany, a 4-3 thriller. I uh, would love to see something along those lines. Let's go the Red Devils. All right. I think it's going to be a terrific match too, Nick. And uh... Uh, this World Cup has given us plenty of surprises and plenty of upsets. Uh, I don't think anything, whatever happens tomorrow, won't be an upset. So we, we have to understand that. But uh, uh, it will be a great match. So we'll rejoin you tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk about the match and how it went. And we'll also break down the uh, Tuesday's match, uh, pardon me, Wednesday's match, Croatia-England. Be sure to tune in, and you can find us on the Au web. Au revoir. You can find us on the web, Fifth Street Sports. You can oh. find us on uh, Twitter, Fifth Street Sports. Yeah. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Enjoy the match. We'll see you tomorrow.